This week on the BAMCast, it's the natural, natural, natural desire. Meet an actual, actual, actual vampire. One star, we're BIM. All right, and welcome to the BAMCast. Hey! BAMCast. Episode 351. Hey! That's nothing. Mm. Nintendo Switch. (laughs) Uh, So I'm Harlow. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And Mackie's not here this week. That's so, right. Uh, he ate a bad apple and went into a deep sleep. He's waiting for Prince Charming to come <laughs> right. along and wake him up. Good, good. He yeah. is uh, preparing for uh, tryptophan coma. Sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Uh, so, um, <laughs> what we do each and every episode... I, I, I threw my own rhythm off already. Okay. What we do each and every episode of the BFCast, we go to we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie, come in here and talk about it for the first half. Then we rate them. Good, bad movies, enjoyable, bad movies. You get one, five jocks, and robot jocks. Robot jocks is a good movie. However, there are bad, bad movies. This and stay away. They get a negative sliding scale. One to five bags, as in douchebags, after Twilight. Yeah. 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 Hey, speaking of sparkly. Okay. <laughs> we good watched, one. We watched 1980s The Apple. Yes. We watched Apple. <laughs> Bamcast Apple. <laughs> Yep. It's a musical. That's what we do when Mackie's not here. Yep. So, very quick plot summary. Okay. And get right into this. Okay. In 1994, a young couple enters the world of the music industry and subsequently the world of drugs. (laughs) (laughs) And subsequently the world of drugs. The world of drugs. (laughs) The world of drugs. Yeah. Um, So, this is a canon movie. It it is. It's one of the earliest. Yeah, I was going to say it's like alpha canon. Yeah. Uh, no logo or anything, but uh, directed by Menachem Golan. Yeah, Mr. Cannon. <laughs> yes, yes, Mr. Cannon. To you, <laughs> Menachem, if you're next. Yeah, uh, this movie is covered extensively in that documentary, you keep knocking, um, you which I now want to go back and watch because I need to. Now that I know, I need to hear people talking about it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, wait, did you I, say it's covered in the? Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's, yeah, it's highly co- well. It gets a good segment of time in that in that documentary. Yeah, I, I, I just don't think it goes into enough enough depth about it that I, I want to know more. No, it's just the usual like, and then he made this shit. Right. <laughs> so, but still, people were interviewed. Yeah. Uh, I, man, I have so many questions about this movie. Yeah. Like, I could spend a year <laughs> finding answers to the questions that I have about this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um... But man, all right, let's try to sum up what happens in the movie. Okay. I mean, it opens right up um, in the middle of uh, the World World Vision, world Vision. Uh, music contest. Like, Eurovision has expanded out to the world. Oh, and also it's the future of 1994. Yes. Even though this is 1980. Uh-huh. But this is what they thought 1994 was going to be. And it looks awesome. It, it <laughs> does look awesome. <laughs> Um, yeah, and so the first act, I mean, it's just, you know, people piling into the World Vision, uh, I don't know, stadium. Yeah, um, the arena. And the thing is, is like, they basically just call the first act BIM, but that's also the name of the record label. So, Mm -hmm. like, the main act is the record label. I wonder if it's just like, this is our ensemble of BIM recording artists sure. and here we go it's all yeah. all the dancers and magicians and <laughs> all the weird shit that <laughs> jugglers and yeah. motorcyclists right. and 
yeah. weird triangular horn players. But I mean, it just it just goes right in. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's it's full on giant stage show, glitter, smoke machines, lasers, fist pumping, um, audience participation. Yeah, like they all know what to sing, when to sing it, and man, like the band has funky ass triangle instruments yes in the future we have redesigned every musical instrument to look weird and awesome mm-hmm. like well there's a double keytar that is bim has <laughs> yes like, but bim as we find out runs the world so they have yeah. changed everything uh like there are weird t- curly saxophones and mm-hmm. and just the the trombones are triangular now it's, most it's, things are triangular yeah. like triangular themed it's Right. It's, it's weird. Yes. But, but I mean, essentially, a bunch of Illuminati bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but essentially, they go through this whole giant song. It's basically like the BIM song. It's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they chant B, B and the, the crowd goes, I am. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not the thing kind of thing we just can't describe on, you know, the podcast. No. Really. And it, there's going to be a lot of that. It must be seen. Uh-huh. But then like. It is this, a spectacle. Yeah, it's a spectacle. And then the song ends and it's like, all right, movie, you, you kind of dug a hole here because <laughs> you just shot your wad right in the very first song. Yep, man, that needs to... I know why it can't be the closing number of this of this picture. Um, but God, it's such a strong closing number, you mm-hmm. know? That's like the triumphant as fuck, we've won closing number. Yeah. yeah. So good. But then it's like, you know... It kind it kind of keeps uh, interspersed cutting to the control room, mm-hmm. and we see Mister Bugaloo or Boogaloo or Mister Boogalo. Boogalo, yeah. They they change they change the pronunciation of his name like eighteen times throughout the movie. Uh-huh. But I'm going to say Boogaloo because it's easier and it's canon. So yeah. um, it is canon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so like he's, he's there. Boogaloo Jumbo Shrimp and. Like there's control people and they've got these uh, like they're me- measuring heart rates. Yeah, and, they got weird metrics. And then they've got some sort of so many heartbeats, which I guess were like likes or possibly. I don't know. Stars it's like a communal retweets. average heartbeat of the room. Yeah. Maybe. And it gets up. If it gets up past 150, you've yeah. got a hit. Yeah. Like yeah. you've made it. <laughs> so it's like, did we say it's like Eurovision? Yes. Like yes. the song contest? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. And then, so they're like, yeah, we've done it. Like it, it finally crossed 150. They're like, great. Like yeah. marketing guy, think of some new BIM material. And he's like, uh, t-shirts. And they're like, t-shirts. <laughs> what do we pay you think for? Think better. So he's like, all right. And I mean, and basically it's like, all right, cool. Great. The song's over and the crowd's going nuts. And then basically out comes a folk duo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then the Debbie Downers come out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just a, just a dude and a lady and they come out with a single guitar and start singing a yeah. kind of traditional love song. A mm-hmm. single guitar that plays all of the instruments that you need for yes. a, yeah. you know, yeah, there's violin love song, all yeah. kinds of things in there. And it's um, Alfie and BB. Yeah. Alfie and BB. And, like, yeah. <laughs> and in the control room, they're like this. No one sings love songs anymore. Get this crap out of here. Well, like the crowd immediately, like they don't even have to do anything. The crowd is just like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. We've just seen. We've just seen fucking BIM. BIM. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we've been major bimmed in here, and now like you're bumming us out. It's yes. like watching an hour of Prince, and then like Joan Baez comes right. out. Like, mm. Essentially, yes. All right, you're nice, but well, goddamn, the crowd just starts getting up and randomly doing bim things. You know, chanting, you know, CM Punk, and just like, grr, you know, we <laughs> don't like this. But then, like after about 15 seconds of that, they're just like, oh wait, no. Well, like okay, so a couple people were like quickly. 
you know, defending them. Like a couple ladies in the audience were like, no, no, let's give this a chance. Yeah. It's a love song. Yeah. And everyone else is like, boo. Right. And, but it's squelched almost oh, yeah. immediately. They're all just like, all right, oh, let's oh, give wait. this a chance. Yeah, actually, when we stop yelling, like, this is kind of okay. And they all just sit down and suddenly we cut back to the control room and the little heartbeat meter is like ticking up to 150 very quickly. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're like, Oh, yeah, whatever. We'll let these people play, but there's no way it's popular. No way this is yeah. getting anywhere close to 150. It's like, it's 151, sir. And it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, well, Ruby Rod's like, well, there's absolutely, yeah, there's, it's it's fine. It'll be fine. Don't worry. We Okay, we need to describe Mr. Boogaloo here. Okay. Because we need to give. <laughs> He's the devil. <laughs> well, think of like Disco General Zod. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's pretty good. And that's yep, him. Yep. I mean, it, it, just keep that image in your head. And that is the main villain or main character of this through line of this movie is this guy yes just and everybody in 1994 has giant shoulder pads and sparkles and he is surprisingly though like surprisingly restrained Mm -hmm. like he is the head of the the fucking lunatics yeah the bim bim (laughs) um but boogaloo international music but it is actually slightly like his look is slightly understated compared to everybody else which is just like drag explosion yeah yeah we should and, like drag go, queen yeah. explosion we should probably say it's it's pretty much a mix between fifth element and district well district the capital district in the fucking hunger games yeah it's I, I was gonna say everyone is pretty much chris tucker in the fifth element kind of yeah it's ruby rod yeah <laughs> but yeah. then like i said the there's a lot of Hunger Games shit going on, too, yeah. where it's just like, oh, that's stupid and ridiculous looking. It's the new fashion. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, Fifth Element was a lot of, like, everyone's kind of doing their own weird little thing. Mm-hmm. And this is much more like, oh, this is the new thing. Everyone put that on. You know? Yeah. yeah. This is much more uniformity insanity. Yeah. Yes. So many of the looks are so, like, like super heavy, like, drag cabaret inspired. Like, yeah. it's like science fiction and drag just fucked for days <laughs> and, that, was, and, that was an emphatic fuck I just, yeah. <laughs> and, and had the, the most insane children yes. who were raised by david bowie right yeah. just lamay everywhere yeah. just. but that's not true because you know duncan jones seems pretty like a normal dude yeah but i mean okay. raised it, it, raised by the spirit of david okay bowie. Ra- raised by ziggy stardust yes. specifically yes. okay yeah. yes yeah, yeah. all right yeah um, but, but I mean, like everyone's got like airbrushed colors in their uh-huh, hair uh-huh. and just weird, like random makeup all over. And yes. just I mean, like everybody, the cops, the the press, everyone uh-huh. in the world yep. has just spray painted hair. Yeah. And, and here come out these two kids that, like I said, they they look like they would have been the downer, you know, part yeah. of the talent show at the high school. Like they look like they came from the stoner side or, you know. Well, as we find out, they come from Moose Jaw, Canada, mm-hmm. which apparently Canada is totally OK. They don't have this kind of weird oh, fucking shit. Yeah. They're from the sticks. <laughs> right. They don't know any better. <laughs> so they don't even know what that expression means. But yeah. um, but yeah, so like they come out and the audience is actually suddenly getting into it. And they're and uh, Boogaloo is just like Boogaloo is like <laughs> this won't what, stand. this won't stand. Bring out the red tape. Yes. And so they bring out this little like, magical red mini cassette thing. All right, a little bit on the nose metaphor. <laughs> yeah. And um, play it, and it just kind of blasts some tones out of the speaker. And yeah. they're like, what is this? Ah, suddenly we hate you. <laughs> yeah. And like everyone rushes the stage and starts booing them again. And yep. uh, BB essentially like cries and runs off the stage. And Alfie's just like, uh, I guess I'll leave too. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and then it's like, all right, let's go to the after party, which right. they decide to go, which... 
BB's like, we should go to the after party. And they're like, why? We got blew off the stage. And they're like, yeah, but we, we were still invited. Yeah. We got to go to the World Vision. They're like, all right. And man, they like walk into this party and immediately they're like, let's fuck with them. Because <laughs> like the lead singer of the, whatever the BIM group is, like grabs BB and is like, hey, I'm all over you. Let's Dandy. go. His Dandy. name is Dandy. Dandy. Okay. <laughs> And basically, it's like, I'm all over you. Let's let's leave your obvious boyfriend yeah. behind. You're the weak well, one. Come with me. I'm English. <laughs> the marketing, the BIM marketing person has come up with the BIM tag or the BIM sticker or whatever it is. BIM, BIM tag. Yeah, but it's it's like he's got it as an earring and he's like, check this out. And they're like, earrings. Oh, earring, whatever. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's like, but actually. It's a sticker. <laughs> and, just, and you just put it on your damn face. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's like, brilliant. Everyone must wear a BIM sticker now. Right. Right. He says, <laughs> come along. Every- people (laughs) that's the weird thing about this it would normally be like in a lot of these movies you would have like the guy is like look it's the bim tag Mm -hmm. and everybody goes "Ooh, it's the bim tag we all have to put one on yeah because it's cool Mm -hmm. but uh mr boogalow is like (laughs) this is the new thing everyone wear one yes you must comply put it on my forehead He puts it just dead center in his forehead. He just demands that that I would like to go ahead and apologize for the fact that I mean, I'm not I'm not disparaging the movie in any way, but Mm -hmm. um, all the brilliance that I've always touted about Josie and the Pussycats, the movie. Uh huh. Yeah, it was kind of done in this movie first. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of was. Yeah. Yep. So now I recognize that. But at least Josie and the Pussycats had a more cohesive through line. (laughs) Yes, I will give you that. Someone was like, "Hey, what if we put an actual story in?" I vehemently. You know, defended that movie, and mm-hmm. now I realize it's kind of the plot of this, too. Yeah. Anyway, but, yes. So, yes. immediately, so- it's just like, this is the new thing. <laughs> Everyone has to have a stupid triangle on their face somewhere. <laughs> um, and that's the and that's the thing. And Alfie is just immediately like, I don't know about all this, and, you know, do we want to sign a contract? And BB's just like, this is the only, basically the only producer. If we don't sign with him, we're not going to get heard. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. We should probably get a lawyer. We can't afford a lawyer. You know, like, oh, I don't know. He's just Mr. Dowdy pants, which is <laughs> pretty much immediately Mr. justified. Smart. Yes. Yeah. But it's, they come in and like I said, like, if you can't it, trust a man that looks like Mr. Boogalo. <laughs> yeah. He's it's just if, you if, drugs. if you're trying to win over people, just don't immediately be dicks to him because... Dandy basically drags BB up to the roof. Yeah. Is like, here's a magic pill. Don't it doesn't matter what it is, just try it. And she's like, sure, okay. And <laughs> takes it and gets sung to. There's a whole other song now. We're like nine songs yeah. into this. And essentially he just starts making out with her, which apparently is right next to the skylight, to which everyone is downstairs going, ha ha ha, ha look at them making out. <laughs> right. And, which starts and, and, the dance. Includes number. Alfie. He's just like, oh, you know. Yeah, but that starts the big dance number, which is basically the the song kicks in where she's basically asking like, "How am I all of a sudden in love with you?" And you're so awesome, blah blah blah. And man, everyone is just fucking snap dancing all over the place. Just, I, it, it's another thing that cannot be described. You have to see it, but it's the the choreography and timing of what's happening here is insane. Mm -hmm. Flat Um, out insane. If if you are dance fans out there, uh, Nigel Lithgow, mm-hmm. uh, world renowned person, um, and <laughs> it was the famous c- person. Yeah. <laughs> I guess world renowned dance choreographer right. and dance person uh-huh. uh, did the choreography for this. Yeah, and then he did so you think you can dance and right. made fun of people. <laughs> so yeah. so essentially, she you know she gets macked on by Dandy, and then like they're like I I guess we'll leave, and. 
cut to the next day, like, uh, you know, Mr. Dowdy Pants is even more like, I yeah, these people seem fucking crazy and evil, and I don't know if we should sign a contract. She's like, what? It's a standard contract. They're just going to take 50%. Yeah. He's like, but Americans put all kinds of double talk and speak and stuff in We it. need a lawyer. Yeah. And we she's can't like, afford a lawyer. Let's just yeah. go sign it. Yeah. So I they, was really hoping that there would be some sort of lawyer, like some sort of shady lawyer that showed up, no. or or even Mr. Tops would be their lawyer. No, that was no. No. But this was the first time we actually learned that BIM is the name of the management place, but also the band. Yes. Because they go to the BIM headquarters, which says Bugalo International Music. Right. You know. And Everything is BIM. And basically, they walk in the lobby, and uh, the receptionist is like, "Yeah, go sit over there, Mr. Bugalo is very busy. Yeah. Go sit over there." And like, they pay, they they show you this quick shot of like the waiting area, and it's like, <laughs> it's just, "Nah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to go sit over there because yeah. there's clowns and yeah, a it's like the wizard. fucking sideshow exploded. It is great. <laughs> there's clowns and a fucking wizard. A and, wizard. Uh, fucking wizard is cool. <laughs> I thought it was a drag queen, but now I just think it was the fat lady. Yep, you know, like." Yep. Because, like I said, this movie is—it's all over the place. It's well, the, the one of the greatest things is, isn't it? Right after they go sit down, they bust out into another musical that oh. features everybody yeah, that was yeah, in. Yeah, because yeah. like, oh, so, so the wizard. And when I say wizard, I mean there is a guy in a fucking wizard hat yeah. sitting there, big conical hat with stars like, and moons on it, doing card tricks. Doing card tricks, <laughs> and then that wizard. Came and from I, the I think they're like, well, what are you? What do you do? And mm-hmm. he, and it's like we're the something ballet, well, ballet two thousand, ballet two thousand. Yeah, they, they turn to this other guy who's like, I'm from Kansas City. I manage ballet. 2000 right, right. watch this yeah and it's just like <laughs> watch this motherfucker here's the ballet 2000 number which mr bugalo is in the middle of this somehow but not really like he's he not, shows up like he does show up but like he's still supposed to be up in his office yeah, for but he's the leader of the song yeah. i mean the song is about him right it's musical rules you know sure. yes, because exactly. anything can sort of yeah. pop up yeah and then there's like yeah that's ballet 2000 ta-da and everyone's <laughs> that like number is fucking yeah yeah i'm not there's like i'm not playing it, in it i'm not <laughs> playing it down i'm just saying like they're just like this is all in the lobby, and it's just like, we're Ballet 2000, ta-da, and then reception is like, Mr. Bugalo, see you now, Ballet 2000, and they're like, cool, I guess we'll go do the song again, Yay! or something. And they <laughs> yeah. scurry upstairs. The aristocrats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it's, you know, it's BB and, and Alfie's turn, yeah. and they go upstairs, and, you know, they've brought out the lawyers, there's like two separate lawyers for each of them, and it's like, why can't we just sign one contract? It's like, no, you're two separate people. No. Separate yeah. entity. Yeah. It's the dumb lawyer is like, this is Clark James and James Clark of mm-hmm. Clark James, James and Clark, Clark or some yeah. dumb yeah. bullshit. And <laughs> essentially, he's just like, well, we need to, I, I want to read the contract before yeah. we sign it. It's like, well, you, you have until you meet with so-and-so, the fashion coordinator, at five o'clock, right. and it's like, that's 20 minutes from now. And he's like, Yes, we, and we, yeah, work, we work they, fast here. They pull back a curtain, and the dude is like there. He's like, "Hello, time to make you fashiony." And he's kind of look trying to read the contract, and suddenly, like first, an earthquake happens, mm-hmm. like this whole earthquake. And and what's bizarre about it is everyone is screaming, everything is falling off the walls. Yep, except for Alfie, just standing there, deadpan, like this is fine. You well, know. he's staring at all the things like right before they happen, and I was thinking, like, is he developing like superpowers? Is right? <laughs> like, don't tell me what I can't do. Yeah, I'll fucking wreck your shit, Bim. <laughs> but no, it's all in his head. He's yeah. Walter Mittying this thing, right? And they're all just kind of st- because it snaps back to reality. And they're all just staring at him, who's probably been just stand- standing there like he's dead for three minutes. <laughs> right. And they're like, "What's going on?" He's like, "There was an earthquake." And they're like, "Earthquake!" <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mister Boogaloo is like. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The Earth moved for me, too, and I first signed my first contract. No, sign, damn it. Sign the th- damn and thing. And he's again about to sign it, and suddenly, like, 
the end of the world starts happening, essentially. Like, yeah, there's fire and rain and all other James Taylor songs happening outside. (laughs) (laughs) And um, and he's just like, yeah, no, this doesn't seem cool. This seems like a sign that I probably shouldn't sign. Yeah, but bam, cut to hell. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's like, wait, did we miss like a 20 minute section of the movie? No, suddenly like BB standing there in, you know, She's wearing like leaves and shit, uh-huh. and so is he. Yep, barely. And, yeah, <laughs> and Boogaloo is there, like in full on devil outfit. The um, he's only got one horn. One horn. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a uh, ongoing thing. And then um, <laughs> well, because the bim sticker is on the other side. <laughs> so <laughs> that's true. Yes, you know. But yeah, but uh, yeah, that, but Ruby Rod is like dressed as a snake, mm-hmm. and like it's just like there's just I mean we're on. Hello, on. welcome to the biblical portion of the movie. <laughs> I hope you were shitting me because like all of a sudden you were just like, oh, I get it now, <laughs> and I'm like, I think that's Chuck fucking with me, but I hope that you understood that the apple was going to be a big giant. Okay, that's Chuck fucking. I, with me. I did, but. I'll, look, wait, wait, hold on. Hold, okay, because I might be stupider. What wait. What are you saying that you got okay, at that point? Okay, hold on. Because, like, <laughs> before this, like, when they went to the after party, it looked like where they were going was an apple. It looked like their little nightclub was shaped like an apple. Okay. And I thought I that gotcha. was going to be the title of them. I thought that's what the title of the movie was going to refer to. And then this started up, and I was like, oh, all right, Adam and Eve, I get it. So. Okay. I wasn't going into that expecting that, but once that started, I was like, oh, I get it. But I just okay. waited to say it until they drug out the apple <laughs> sure. so I could sound like an idiot yeah. <laughs> and make you guys okay. laugh. All yeah, right. because they literally bring out, it's a half green, half red apple, and it's like basketball size. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Dandy's, Dandy's holding it and like in front of BB's face. And like she's, they, they most, like she lost the leave clothing and changed it into something else. Magically. Oh, he says, uh, uh, it's because uh, Boogalow says, no flowers here. Yoink. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and turned. Then, and like, it actually has like a little magical. Like, yeah. You know, sound. And yes. <laughs> put her in this, you know, uh, Jessica Rabbit dress. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. But this starts the best song of the movie. I mean, this is the, the, the rock opera. Snappy apple. <laughs> flappy apple. <laughs> yes. The thing we have been doing and will be doing probably for We're the rest of our lives. We're going to put this one tiny section of this dumb song forever. Yeah. Happy apple. <laughs> clappy apple. And it, it's it's really. I'm trying to think. Like it's so it's, weird. It's, it's a it's very like a swing bop. Yeah. Well, I, I was gonna say like oh. the, what the, the the scene that's playing out is like very similar to like a lot of other musical things where like everyone else is into it and there's the one guy that's just like no, I don't want to yeah. be here. <laughs> and so Alfie's just like being thrown around and yeah. you know passed around and you know all this stuff. Like no, I don't like any of this. The lyrics specifically mention a vampire, which then pops up out of nowhere and is just like ha, I'm a vampire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, actual, like, actual, actual like, vampire. Like from, <laughs> You know, pops up into yes. frame. Yes. Like, <laughs> a vampire with um with hair like uh, Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, mm-hmm. so good job there, guys. <laughs> sure. It looked fucking cool. But yeah, like all this happens and then it's suddenly... It's and the it's 80s. Just, you know, so much cocaine. The song's over and they're like, ta-da, song. And then it's like, snap back and we're yeah. in the... In the you know, yeah. the, the student or the whatever his yeah. office again. And it's just like, are you going to sign or not? And he's like, nope, no, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> and storms out. And she's like, sure, I'll sign. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't have that crazy dream. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good over here. So, yeah, she signs and uh, he doesn't. Yep. And, and it's just the movie. <laughs> it's just basically just like, all right, you know, here now you she's go. A superstar. We're making you a superstar overnight, which yeah. is. There was some line in there about like, well, don't I you know? Oh, oh, we need to go promote your album. And it's like, don't I have to record an album first? And like, <laughs> that's not how things work. 
First you sell it. Yeah. Then you make it. The canon way. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this was one of the first canon oh, movies. Oh, yeah. 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 Super early. Thereby, like, that's portentous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so. That was pretentious. Use <laughs> <laughs> that word. <laughs> Dur- during that whole thing. my fist for your face. They just kept saying, like, you're going to go to the West Coast. And everyone's like, ooh, the West Coast, the West Coast. And so finally, this like, yeah, they send her to the West Coast where she uh, performs a song about speed. Speed! It, it possibly could be about velocity nope. and or <laughs> drugs. It's or about both. drugs. It's about America and drugs. Okay, so they're singing about America needing speed and popping pills. Uh-huh. But then there's lots of weird, like, okay. We, oh, we, it's, it's we chock ha- full of drug references. We haven't even really covered the fact that, like, the most amazing thing about this movie is how the fuck it exists, <laughs> budgetarily speaking. Yeah. Because man, they have created a future world, including all of these costumes, and on the stage are no less than a dozen custom motorcycle things that dancers are custom astride. motorcycles that all like are, are basically different. shaped the same, but yeah. have different like colors yeah. and and styling touches to them. It's like every car in the movie is modified in some weird heavily, dumb future way, heavily modified. Yeah. There's there's nothing in the movie except for one bit that's in like a sort of ghetto-y type area that hasn't been futured the fuck up. Yes. Like movies today would be fucking dying to be able to do this to any physical location. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and this place has futured the hell out of every possible it, corner. We we, you know, we mention it that there's futrified triangle instruments in the opening number. But yeah. like now it's just like, holy shit, everyone like everyone is on a custom bike here. Yeah. Every tons of bikes. Well, just in this in that picture, yeah. but like every scene has a complete different set of crazy, insane cocaine Ziggy <laughs> Stardust drag queen. <laughs> I'd almost say nightmare, but more like fever dream. Yeah, um, in all the right ways. Um, like Mr. Boogaloo has like like two bodyguards who are constantly in different matching outfits of some yeah. type never the same it's like either white tuxedos or snm outfits mm-hmm. or you know and they've both got like you know monster jaws like yeah. they've got like just yeah. teeth like protruding yeah. yeah it's ruby rods in a different outfit almost in every yeah like every scene he's in a different outfit every just single and not and corner. also like I could never really figure out if it was supposed to just be braces, but like he's got a red and a green front tooth. Yeah, it's like a grill. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's but it's some kind of weird thing because it's like not the whole tooth. It's just like it almost yeah, looks like just a, a little portrait. stuck on brace part of the braces. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah, a little portrait. Anyway, right in the yeah, it's like getting a like getting a gold tooth or a, sure. you know, um, diamond. In but your... like, okay, so she does the speed song, and it's again another crazy number speed. with all these stuff and mm-hmm. possibly about drugs. Oh, it's about drugs. Eh. It's about speed. You know, some people just like to go fast, Chuck. Um, but anyway, like, okay, first so life. like, she's a star now. Like, I think they come outside and everyone's like, "Ah, oh, BB, we love you." And, yeah. and um, and this is when we kind of learn that like she's basically part of BIM now, like the big group. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Like it's just you know, like here's a new member, but you're part of BIM super group as well. But I guess you can do side projects as yeah. BB. Everything is BIM, but sure. you can also go do your own thing every once in a while. Um. So yeah, and like meanwhile, Alfie is off like trying to meet with some people, just doing his hippy dippy single guitar love song thing. And they're like, "Yeah, it's pretty good, but not at all what we're looking for." You seem like a talented guy. Go out and find 
a thing. Well, he's like, well, what are you looking for, you stupid jerks? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, well, I, you're young. Hang out with the young people and find out what they're doing and then come back and do that. And he's like, ah, f- yeah. <laughs> fuck you. And they're like, well, yeah. <laughs> maybe don't come back. You were sending that offer. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he's not having much luck being a... a and he basically... Crunchy like, hippie. <laughs> yeah, she's overnight star, you know, crazy hair, just like everyone else now. Yeah. And they're... All, all the BIM group is coming out of a some sort of show or whatever. And, you know, there's crowds like, oh, BB, we need your autograph. And this is when Dandy's like immediately kind of like, oh, I'm not the hot shit anymore. It's yeah. her. Yep. Um, and we didn't even mention like originally there's Dandy and they claim his Pandy. sister, Pandy. Yeah. Pandy's kind of playing off Dandy's insecurities of like, you know, she's the new hot shit thing now. Mm-hmm. It's not you anymore. So, uh, but yeah, Alfie comes running up and is like, BB, please remember me. And she's <laughs> the like, the whole crowd is shouting BB. Yeah, and then he is also shouting BB. But apparently, she has hey. she can hear Alfie clearly now that you know. Right, but <laughs> it's, it's Alfie waves. Yes. Okay. Fine. God Alfie, damn it. Al- <laughs> Alfie waves from a beta. Yeah. But yeah, he. You know, gets to her and she's just like, "Oh, hey, it's you. And this is great." And he's like, "You've got to come with me. This is all wrong." And Dandy's just like, get out of here, loser. Get in the car. And they, they do. And that's they leave behind the, the goon squad to beat up on Alfie for a bit. And yeah, leave like, him boy, you shouldn't have come here. Broken and bloody. Sure. Yeah. Sort of. But and then he has to go cry about it in the song in the rain about how his <laughs> life's terrible. Yeah. But he has to go back to Skid Row, which yes. essentially, you know, this is a downer song. But he ends up we, we kind of find out he's living with the lady just credited as landlady in the in the credits, but mm-hmm. it, it's Miriam Margulies who you see from a lot of different yeah. movies, Babe, Harry Potter, all kinds of things. This is where they were living yeah. before. Oh, I, okay. I guess they didn't really establish that. The, but. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's you kind implied. of put it together yeah. later, but yeah, this is this is basically but, where they were living. Like, because at first, like you know, she's waking him up, like, oh, you're you missed your alarm clock and yeah. stuff, and. He's like, acting, God damn it, your alarm did kind of like his mom. That's what I thought which, at first. Which is weird because like the first things is like they kind of have a moment and he like comes behind her, grabs her boobs uh-huh. and it's like jiggles them around a bit. What is like, happening here? He's like, Sit down. I'm going to sing to you. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird, which is oh, that, that actually that was hap- that happened before because that's he yeah. did that on his way to the studio right. thing. But whatever. I'm telling a little bit out of words. Right. I just realized this that I just realized that he was like singing her single guitar, walks downstairs, song continues, and then it continues into the studio. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah. But then so he see, comes back singing yeah. the really sad song yeah. in the rain. He's downtrodden. And, yeah. And um, doesn't he just like? We've also kind of seen established that uh, it is now law that you have one of these stupid triangle sticker things on your yep, face because or you get a ticket. Yeah. The landlady well, was walking down the street and cop was like, "Hey," because I made a joke like the cop was gonna go, "Hey." It's illegal to have groceries, you know, but he, he <laughs> right. does actually go, hey, come over here. And then he's like, where's your sticker? And she's like, well, what What are you talking about? It's illegal. You get a ticket to get it, go down to the post office and buy some stickers and put them on your face. And she's like, uh, OK, you weirdo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because he's hanging out in the park later and basically gets the same thing. Yeah. Like, I, well, I think it's like basically the next scene. He's just like, fuck this shit. I've been beat up. I've sung my sad song. I'm just going to go sit in the park. No, he gets to the park later. Does it? Yeah. Well, I'm not talking about when he meets oh, okay. the hippies. I think he was just like sitting in a park once and. Cop walks up and is like, "Hey, why don't you have a sticker? Here's oh. a ticket." And he's like, eh, "Fuck you, tear it up." I think that's when he the, is it. When he meets I think the that's what entices the All hippies. Right. But yeah. we'll get there. They're just like, "Yeah, man, we like your anti-disestablishment <laughs> yeah. thing, man." Yeah, but uh, yeah, the, the ongoing saga of BB, like, 
eventually he just decides. Oh, yeah, that's right. Does he decide to go to the party? Yeah, he goes. To the, he's like, I'm going right. to get her back. I'm right, going so, to the party. So it's weird because, like, you know, he's been beat up by the goons and basically told stay away. Mm-hmm. And then he just shows up to this party, and well, they're like, Hey, wait shoot. a minute! Didn't they have the song before the party? Which song? Which song? The song where they're like both like, Oh, I miss you, and she's like, I fucked up. That was part of his sad song. Okay. All yeah, right, that right. was kind of like a separated yeah. duet thing. They were each having their own chorus, but not together. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that just struck me yeah. as, as well, they, weird they, that yeah, it's like, they were she sees him once and like, hmm. Yeah, BB sees him before he got beat up, and then she's like, I remember him. I wish I could go back well, to him. Well, she like immediately is like singing that song, like, I fucked up so bad. Yeah. I'm such an idiot. Why did I? But she was having a good time up until then, it oh, seemed. Yeah. Yeah, like, there was no, well, there was no transition there. Back. Yeah, there was, nothing bad happened to her to make her go, oh, God, I've made a huge mistake. And she didn't see him getting getting beaten <laughs> no, up. No, she didn't see this. But she's all of a sudden figured out that Bim is evil. Because yeah. yeah. she says evil in the song. Yeah. She does. Alfie waves. It's, yeah, yeah. You're telepathically linked. I don't... I don't yeah. But, I don't but yeah, he, he shows up to the party, and they're immediately like, hey, yeah, we know we told you to fuck off before, but come on in! Hey, it's a party! Come hey, on Alfie's here, everybody! Yeah. And here. he just goes to Boogaloo. Well, does he? I thought- yeah, pretty much. Boogaloo is like right there. Like, hey, welcome to my party. And oh, he's like, yeah. He's like, what are you doing here? He's like, give me back BB. He's like, he's like really? No. <laughs> How about I don't? Yeah. And, and Pandy's there and he's like, hey, why don't you come with me? Because yeah. I think he's getting pushed towards a large group of uh, drag lady men. Well, yeah, that's what he walked into. Yeah. It's just a room full of drag queens, which was odd but then like the room quickly spun around and there's yeah. boogaloo and he's like well, well, hello yeah but then there's like pandy was like hey come with me you, yeah. you know they're they're probably not for you right stick boy yes <laughs> so <laughs> please come with me and yeah. i'll sing you a song well and she's like have one of my special drinks oh also he was like super straight edge before like i don't drink or whatever yeah. and now like we've seen him in you know the landlady's place like swigging on a bottle and now he's like i'll have a gin and tonic or something and then he's like no why don't you have my special drink which just immediately fucks him up. It's oh, like yeah. an LSD laced drink thing he gets. Makes him see quadruple. Yeah, it, he's like got kaleidoscope effect going on. Yeah, it looks like a kale smoothie, which is frightening <laughs> in and of itself. But then, yeah, he just immediately goes into, you know, kaleidoscope vision. Yeah. Um, um, which, you know, every. Alfie with kaleidoscope. <laughs> but, like, basically, like, everyone's like getting in his face, like, ah, you're fucked up, aren't you? Yeah. And Pandy basically takes him, like, oh, yeah, we're going to go find BB. Takes him into the room and starts singing I'm coming song. Yeah. Which is human. not about arriving. <laughs> no. No, it is not. No. No. Thank you for realizing it is not about arriving. Well, it's not, but <laughs> wait, it possibly wait, could wait, be wait, about wait. yoga. No, nope. yeah, that's the yoga song. Yeah. This it's is, like I'm coming guys, to the studio guys, to uh-huh. get my Bikram on. Listen. Some of the lyrics are like, fill me with your love inches. Yeah, and- <laughs> the, the love of the love of the peace. Put and your the, fire inside me. <laughs> and the strength that you get from yoga. And the fire is referencing Bikram, hot yoga. Nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. It's all, no. They even show like a dozen couples doing acro yoga in no, the background. Those people are fucking. They had their clothes are, on. Those people are fucking in a PG movie. They are fucking. Fucking. They had their clothes on and they were doing wacky acrobatics. <laughs> Wackrobatics. Wackrobatics. I will admit there are a couple of weird handstands in the middle of their fucking, but these people are fucking. What? You don't, do that? About Nobody, you don't no, do that? Nobody does weird handstands in the middle of fucking, Chuck. I don't care how many pornos you've seen. It doesn't happen. Listen, hold on. Not Guys, fucking. Yoga. I think if you watch this movie again, you will finally realize this song is about 
orgasms no. and fucking. No. In a PG movie, Chuck, come no. on now. It's <laughs> about arriving to yoga class and then performing yoga. Yeah. Okay. Well, she arrives all over him as... <laughs> 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 As they do doggy pose and <laughs> That's the downward that's of Don downward, downward dog. dog. Yeah, Chuck. come on, Chuck. Get it straight. Whatever. Fine. I'll lotus your position. <laughs> so they look, this is fucking. This is a PG movie fucking. This is what's happening. She has sex with him while he's high as fuck. And in another room somewhere in another dimension, all these weird hippie acrobats have also sex. But <laughs> And then, like, soon as he's done performing the chorus of the song, <laughs> he hops up and puts his clothes on. And is like, I gotta go, <laughs> and bails. He's well, just he's like screaming BB's name as he arrives. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. He's like BB. Yes, as he performs his final yoga. Um. Yeah. So he's done. And yeah. Well, he's <laughs> he's now wandering the halls, trying doors unsuccessfully to find BB. Yes. And then he goes beyond the green door. Well, he goes through. He goes through. <laughs> he goes through a window of some sort. He defenestrates through. He's just like, I'm here now. Yeah. Smash! Yeah. Did somebody say BB? BB? Oh yeah! And he basically goes into yeah. the room, and she's there with Dandy. And yeah, they're having the. They're also doing yoga. Um, you fucking weirdos. <laughs> yeah, and she's just like, who are you? So Dandy is well. This is fucked or blind. Apparently, <laughs> no. I think this is fever dream. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I think he's on the green. Stuff. Yes, but y- yeah, because yeah, she's just like who are well, you? Maybe and that was absinthe. Duh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's and possible. he's he's just like oh. No, I don't know why he would have drank a second glass of it though, because <laughs> I don't think they were practicing absinthe. <laughs> yeah, no, absinthe as absinthe. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he's just like, oh, well, she doesn't remember me. I'm, I'm sad now and I'm going to leave. Yeah. Um, Jokes. Uh, so, all right. I think this is when he goes to the park and is just like sitting there on the grass. Yeah. Dejected and cop walks up yes. and says, where's your sticker? Where's your sticker? Here's a ticket. And he tears it up. And apparently, I guess that's when the, the hippie leader, hippie leader. Um, shows up and is like, hey, I like your style, kid. And it's it's Joss Ackland. It's it's. Diplomatic immunity. It's, yeah. It's Hunt for October guy. Y- yeah. Did Emilios <laughs> or whatever he was in Bill and Ted's too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he just shows up. And he's like, hey, I like your style. I got a place you might could stay. Yeah. Come and, check this out. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he basically takes him to hippie camp. Yeah. Just a bunch uh, of hippies living in a park. Yeah, they're living in a park. They got some fires, and he's like, "Here's Star Child and Moon Dragon and all these other people." <laughs> Lotus Flower. Yeah, Lotus Flower. <laughs> and um, all, all, you know, he's just like, "Cool." And here's Woody Harrelson and um, <laughs> yeah. Matthew McConaughey. And he's like, "All right, I Enjoy. guess I, I guess I live here now." And and <laughs> Enjoy our United Nations orphanage that we have here. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they're just kind of chilling out, and he's kind of starting to learn the power of the Star Children, I guess, mm-hmm. and. Cops yeah. kind of come driving by and are like, hey, hey, get the fuck out of the park, you well, jerks. I think they just hear the cars pulling up. They don't have to yell at them. And there's like uh, like cockroaches when the lights come on. The hippies are like, ah, back to the caves. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, we live in the caves under the bridge. <laughs> come find us. Seek us out. And he, he just sits there like, what the fuck yeah. just happened? Yeah. And the well, cops he's are not like, hey. come with me. I'll show you where the caves are. Yeah. He's like, we're booking it to the caves. Yeah. Bye. Come yeah. find us. Yeah. It's under a bridge. Yeah. And the cops are like, hey. 
you go too. You get the fuck out. Well, he's just like, hey, no campfires <laughs> in the in, before seven a.m. Yeah, get out of here, you yeah. scamp. So there's like five fires burning, and no one's like, hey, put those out before you go. <laughs> They're just nah, like, just leave them. Oh out. shit! Yeah, we didn't even talk about. It. Okay, so there is a point. <laughs> From four o'clock to five o'clock, I believe they establish uh-huh. is the PIM or the yeah. The, uh, oh, it's it's BIM, BIM, BIM exercise hour. hour. Oh, BIM hour. Okay, yeah. so BIM hour. There's a like it's boom hour. Yeah, essentially they're like, oh. stop what you're doing because I'm about to ruin the image and the style of the city. Anything that you're doing, stop. Um, so like, cars have to stop. Yeah, pull over, get out, start doing the BIM dance. Firefighters stop fighting a fire to do the BIM dance. Doctors start stop performing surgery to the BIM dance. Guy that was getting surgery stops getting surgery to do the BIM dance only to have a heart attack and die in the middle of it. Yeah. And that's the, like BB is leading all of this, you know, song now. And that's when we were like, oh, shit, she's part of the big BIM. Yeah. <laughs> the big BIM sound. Yes. Um, oh, man. Many good men in the big yeah. BIM. But, man, it's like at one point there are. Uh, the the BIM police who are just prancing through this place, just pirouetting and just, mm-hmm. I, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. It, it is truly ridiculous. It's I <laughs> I said it. If you're going to live in a totalitarian state, this is the one I want to live in. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just saying. So many others involved genocide or martial law and all these bad things. They just want you to wear some glittery stickers and dance. Yeah, that's all they want. I mean. Buy the BIM albums? Yeah. It seems okay. <laughs> Don't buy the As far albums? as they go? I mean... <laughs> I'm surprised that that other record company that he was auditioning for was allowed to exist in BIM universe. <laughs> They're probably just like, ah, we'll take 99%. You guys can fight over oh, the last one. That's nice. Nice of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys put on your little Guy Fox masks. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So there's BIM dance hour. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes, that's the thing. So anyway, back to like, he's just kind of dumbfounded sitting there. The cops are like, hey, scram, mm-hmm. hippie wannabe. And he's like, okay. All right. So he goes to the to the hippie cave. Well, he Doesn't he he? D- he goes to the hippie cave. We don't see that for right. a while. He shows up later. But the implication is that's where he goes. Right. Yeah. And he goes to live with them. Because. Because we go back to BB. BB's just basically like, fuck this. I'm out. Yeah, I'm tired of this. Well, like, <laughs> okay, to, yeah, Pandy's like pulls her Pandy. aside. Is like, oh right, hey, you know, he he was here last night. And he, when I was fucking him, he yeah. said your name. He pretty put much his it. love inside me, and it was when meant we for were you. doing <laughs> yoga last night, uh, acrobatic yoga. <laughs> yeah. um, he basically just like that dude really loves you. You should go to him. And and Ruby Rod's like, excuse me, what, yeah. what's happening oh, here? Sorry, what's it? By the way, he is in a thong. Uh, and a giant robe that says amazing stories on the back of it. And I can't quite tell what the imagery is on the back of there, but it, it's like dinosaurs and ambulances. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Well, amazing stories was that comic from, you know, yeah. like the mm-hmm. first comic book. But still, what in the hell? <laughs> it's the it's... best robe ever. And we kept people like, get out of the way. I want to see what he's yeah, wearing. Yeah, because the first time, like, we're, you know, we're admiring his silver banana hammock and he turns around <laughs> and is like, holy shit, that robe. And that's when Pandy's like, let me step in front of the robe. And we're like, <laughs> Get out of the Move. way. <laughs> Move, bitch. Get, Get out, out of the way. way. There's a robe there that is amazing, right. and you're in the way. It's like standing in front yeah. of Macho Man. Yeah. Yes. Or Bobby Roode. Yeah. But Pandy is basically like, just, girl, go to him. Yeah. Be free. And she's like, I'm out. And <laughs> basically, like, kind of like, you know, sidesteps and stiff arms her way out of the building, mm-hmm. to which Pandy is left to, like, take the brunt of... Yeah, she gets it bad. Yeah. And she there's a, the there's a song about, like, 
you know, I'm free and she's like, I'm not so free. And yeah, they have a weird like crosstown duet that doesn't match either of them. (laughs) Right. She's like, I'm, I'm so happy. And and he's like, I'm happy. Yeah. I don't know. Cause BB goes back to the old apartment Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, landlady's like, Oh, He's not here. And she's like, okay. (laughs) And And then she's just like, but I've heard maybe he's living in a cave (laughs) down by the bridge. Yes. (laughs) With the hippies. With the hippies. Maybe. I don't know why I would know this, but I do. I just love that. I hear things. I'm in the neighborhood all the time. Down at the grocery. I was getting a BIM sticker. And all of these sixes were just yapping about the hippies. I just love that she shows up and she's like, where is he? And she's like, he's not here. And she's like, oh. And once again, she has to do the go to him, yes. sweetie. He you loves love you. love him. And so, she's like, I do. So she goes running to the bridge downtown. And there's <laughs> Joss Ackland, hippie leader, just hanging out, leaning on a rock. He's like, hey. Belly out, just like, Hey. <laughs> You're that lady you looking for somebody. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, my friend, I think he. Li- oh, I think. Uh, are you BB? Yeah. Mm. Alfie's with us. Come to my so cave. <laughs> here's the cave and they meet up and then it's a year fucking later. Well, Hold on. So they go into this cave and it is just a, like a giant bong bathosphere place of <laughs> where just hippie commune where everyone was just high as fuck and not doing shit. And. Like she goes over to him and just sits down and she's like, "So, here this is our life now." Yeah. And then that's when just bam, cut Can to Can men survive in patchouli alone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And then it's just like, well, they're kind of like doing some weird hippie song but not really. And then it just cuts to what we find out is a year later. Yeah. It's a little awkward because like suddenly Alfie has a full beard. Uh-huh. He has a child, like yeah. a two or three year old child yeah. in like big toddler, sort of a baby Bjornish tippy <laughs> thing. I don't know. And it's like, is that yours? Yeah. Are you just, you just holding someone else's communal child? I <laughs> mean, pass it around because <laughs> like they're outside and they're singing and you know, like beard is everything. And you start hearing like a clack, 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 clack. And yeah, here, here come the future stormtrooper guys. With their BIM triangle shields that all of them have this crazy, clear, custom made riot shield thing. Yep. With the BIM logo on it, yep. which is essentially just another triangle. Uh, <laughs> and and this, this is ridiculous because, like, the lawyers have shown up and they're like, Is BB uh, here? Yeah. Well, the, 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 <laughs> any pretenses of imagery are now gone because, <laughs> you know, Bugalo and Boogalow, whatever, yeah. and, and and company are, are straight up wearing SS uniforms yes. at this point. Oh yeah, it's totally like, that. It's like that without the markings. It's yeah, it's full on Hugo Boss. Like they are Nazis. Yeah, now. and the and, lawyers are like bring out BB, and then it's like I'm BB, and they they're just like we've been searching for you for a year, which is like uh, really yeah, your BB's <laughs> under arrest, and it's like. For what? And Joss Ackland basically steps forward. And he's like, "What? What's the problem here?" And it's like, "We're not talking to you." Yeah. She owes Baby. us ten million dollars. Yeah. He's like, "Ooh, ten million dollars." Yeah. And <laughs> and so like Alfie, who now apparently nobody recognizes because he has a beard, yeah. steps forward and is like, "What is it that you want with BB?" It's like, again, we're not talking to you. Yep. Not, and he's like, "She's my wife." <laughs> <laughs> I deserve to know. And they're like, <laughs> and then simultaneously she steps forward. And it's like, I'm BB. Yeah. And yeah, they're just like, you have to come with us. Come You're with under us. arrest or they're all under arrest. Yeah. And so uh, Alfie just starts staring up at the sky. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what are you looking at? 
He's like, Mr. Tops is going to come. I know it. Yeah. Now, hey, we have not heard that name. Not, not yet. Uh, <laughs> fucking once. It's just like, I think Mr. Tops is coming. And it's like, okay, is this some of that earthquake shit again? Because what the fuck are you doing? He's yeah. like, Mr. Tops, are you coming? Okay. <laughs> Mr. Tops is arriving. <laughs> Mr. Tops is arriving. Yeah. In a pimped out fucking space Cadillac. <laughs> yes. In the sky. Semi-transparent space Cadillac. Uh-huh. It's fucking superimposed on that shit. <laughs> comes, driving out of, comes driving out from the clouds. Yeah. Stops. A beam of light gets out. The beam of light gets a little bit closer. And now it's kind of like a figure of a person. And yep. the beam of light gets a little closer. And then it finally is like materializes on the ground. And it's all cleaned up. Joss Acklin. Yes. Pure white suit. Pure white suit. And yeah, he's basically God. Yes. And he comes down and he's like, leave my children. All the, <laughs> the stormtroopers are people are like, get him. And one guy goes forward and is like, I can't move. My legs are paralyzed. Yeah. And he's like, kind of just like, come with me, children. And the lawyer's like, but we have contracts that she signed. And he just goes, poof, those yep. are gone. <laughs> Disappear. Bye, bitch. And, yeah. and Boogalow, Boogalow is just like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, this isn't part of the yeah this is part of the this, game this isn't part of the game and he's just like yeah i'm taking these people and we're going someplace new and he's like you're gonna create a world without me you can't have a world without me he's like you're gonna go to another planet yeah. and he's yeah. like maybe maybe bitch i might <laughs> could he's like you're gonna start all over without me what's how how's it how what kind of fun is that gonna be he's like well we'll find out yeah and now, in the background, while this is happening, you're seeing the hippies kind of march off somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're being marched off to the to the, the rapture. Yeah, but no, they are marching off to to space heaven. Yeah, because <laughs> they, well, no, they suddenly... don't start marching off to space heaven until <laughs> Mister Tops is like, "Let's go, bitches!" Yeah, and he and uh, Alfie and BB uh-huh. walk off, and mm-hmm. then all the space hippies. Okay. He's yeah. like, "Hey, space hippies, y'all coming too? We have a motherfucking party!" Yeah, they're all hitching then, a ride on the Hail Tops Comet. Uh huh. Oh, I get it. <laughs> Man, that's a fucking science joke. <laughs> <laughs> fucking matching Nikes and Kool Aid and shit. Yeah, and they yeah they just they they spacewalk off. You know, uh, Monty Python meaning of lifestyle. Yeah. They all ate the salmon moose and. Fucking got in the Cadillac and went to space camp. They walk, no, space they, Jesus camp. They, they don't go to space camp. <laughs> they go to space Jesus camp. That's, <laughs> they go to space yeah. heaven. Ron Moore is Ronald D. Moore is there. And uh-huh. They're like space Jesus. Let's fucking go, man. <laughs> yeah, they just all walk off into the sky. And yeah, it's a it's a grease slash repo man slash <laughs> fuck. I don't know. Kind of ending. But not much happens after that because no. just the Apple logo flies out at the and then the credits roll. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? <laughs> you can't introduce this plot element with 45 seconds left. But they did. Man. Yep. That's that's how they end this movie. Yeah. Everyone walks off to space heaven. <laughs> there's, mm-hmm. there's kind of a crane shot of all the gestapo stormtroopers guy just looking up like what (laughs) the fuck happened i mean i don't know what they're really upset about because they've still got their whole brainwashed empire yeah they really just lost the hippies which it should be kind of like here's the one part of your culture that is railing against you it's like good bye felicia i i would have i would have appreciated if they had maybe said something like once bb left their empire started to fall apart because for whatever reason but they don't explain any you can infer that maybe but 
I would think this megalo corporation slash government slash world power would just be like, we'll make another one. <laughs> we'll just go find another lady who can sing yeah. and make her a superstar because that's all they did with BB. Um, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? <clears throat> Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> the Apple. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's possible he was there, but probably not. Yeah. Yeah. But that song's about fucking. Yeah, uh, I don't know. What? That's know. the song about be. the Apple? Uh, oh no. yeah, speaking Slappy of Happy Apple, okay, Pappy Apple. Should we just? I mean, does it does it Stargrove? Because I mean, the whole movie is singing about what the fuck they're doing. Is it fair? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's fair. It's a tough call. Did I we, mean, did we right, give well, what Stargrove to Xanadu when well, there let me, was Xanadu? Let me ask this. Before Stargrove. Let me ask this. All joking aside, doesn't the fucking song get a Stargrove? Because <laughs> I mean, they're straight like, <laughs> yeah, I'm coming. Yeah, put your. Put your inches in me, fire. fire I mean, they're room. literally describing fucking as they're fucking. Yes. <laughs> Fuck it. It gets a star growth. I'm just saying. Executive I mean, decision. <laughs> you don't get to executive decision I'm a junior here. executive. I mean, I know they sing about an apple and here's a vampire and a vampire pops up. But I mean, like... <laughs> an actual, actual, actual An vampire. actual, actual, actual vampire. But I mean, there is a song that while people are fucking is about fucking. I say, it's, I say it gets a star growth. Okay. All right. Cool. Fuck it. Let's do it. Okay. All right. I give a shit. Yeah. Um, so... I just want to add this in here as okay. a little bonus, like bonus feature, I guess. Please um, do. Let me find it on the. Oh, the thing about how the movie was actually supposed to begin. Right. Okay. So uh, the the screenwriters or story writers, whatever, um, originally conceived this as a three act Hebrew stage musical about God and the devil. Uh-huh. Um, but <laughs> Nam Golan was like, nah. <laughs> and. Uh, and. A bunch of shit was scrapped. So there was supposed to be a part in the beginning about ah, uh, where'd it go? I lost that part now. It was about creation. Yeah, uh, should be all the way at the bottom. Oh, there it is. Yeah. So it was. It was originally supposed to start with a sequence in which Mister Tops creates the world, sings a song with the devil, mm-hmm. um, and things like things go crazy. But like, but apparently they tried to shoot that song and. They had a shitload of animals, and it was just dogs and cats, madness. Living together, mass yeah. hysteria. Yeah, in the best canon way, everything went to hell. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so well, that... No, no, I think they went to heaven. Oh, okay. Well, space heaven. Space heaven. Oh, just right. the dogs. Space yeah. heaven. But, so, like, yeah, the whole intro got cut, and they didn't bother to even put a crawl or something before nope. it or anything, so you might have been prepared for this ending otherwise, but, man, just as it as it as as it's presented... It's just for the last 45 seconds are just like, what is happening? Yeah, a little bit. When Space Cadillac shows up, you're like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, Mr. Tops. Yeah. We've, we've been 90 yeah. minutes in this movie and we have n- never heard of Mr. Tops. Nothing, Mr. Tops. nothing against Joss Acklin and, you know, his betrayal of Mr. Tops slash God. Mm-hmm. Well, he's but, fine. Oh, I'm just saying, like, he is not adorned properly for getting out of a motherfucking space no, Cadillac. No, no. Like, no, I mean, no. Willie Dynamite or something greater should have come <laughs> However, out However, I mean, he is humble God, I guess. That's true. So, yeah. It is, he is the dressed... most normal bit of costuming in the film. Correct. <laughs> he is dressed appropriately, I guess, for, you know, like Morgan Freeman is, yes. was yes. dressed in a big white suit and yes. so, was, right. so was Mr. Tops. Yeah, that's, that's, that's how God yeah. dresses in Hollywood. Right. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Um, Let's rate this. Yeah. Snappy apple, <laughs> flappy apple. You ready? I know what you're gonna give it. Uh, yeah. I mean, there. Um, okay. So, so Jack has three apples. 
<laughs> and Jill has two apples. Uh-huh. And they, they share their apples. Right. How many apples do they have? Five. No five. apples because the government... <laughs> they have five apples. Okay. Or jocks. Oh. <laughs> oh. The jocks were oh. an apple. Oh, see, so yeah. you, it's you an didn't analogy. set up the metaphor okay. in the beginning, so well, no, when we came to the end of it, it's I like was fucking totally... Or yoga. <laughs> it's like, fuck yoga. Yeah, this is one of the most amazing things I've ever witnessed with my eyes. <laughs> I know it doesn't make a goddamn bit of sense, but it is glorious throughout. I I have to find if there is an edition on... I know it doesn't exist on DVD or Blu-ray currently, but I, I have to know if there's commentary, documentary. I have to know more about this. Yeah. I It, it is... It is imperative that I know more information about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, to watch it again, to to know more, I I, I I need to absorb this movie. It's absorb. It, it's weird because like the the dance, the choreography is really great. The the costuming, the sets, all of that is really great. I I like people's general commitment to this movie. If I have to give it a, a, a knock against it, it's that I'm knocking against it. Um, <laughs> you keep my knocking, but you can't come in. Um, it, it's that the songs, some of them are really good. Some of them are very bleh. Like just, I'd say it's about 30, 30% good, good 70% yeah. bleh. And, and, I, and I actually had to look up. I was like, what was Richard O'Brien doing around this time? Mm-hmm. Because goddamn, if they just called him and put some of his spin on the music. Um, refresh my Rock, memory. Rocky Horror guy. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, from Sony, I mean, he made Shock Treatment in 81, so I guess he was probably in the middle of making it based on their schedule of making, you know, like, fuck, make a movie now. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> there was a time period where it was like, you could have gotten that guy, and if you'd had him put and make the songs more catchy, yeah. this would be a thing that would be playing in every cool theater, like, right, like it'd be... the. Here at ten o'clock or t- you know ten thirty is Rocky Horror followed by the Apple every fucking Friday or Friday yeah. nights one and Saturday nights the other. The problem with that is he would not come. He would not do a, and I know Canon Films wasn't necessarily a thing, but he would not come in and like Menahem Golan would go. We're making a th- we're making a thing. It's basically Rocky Horror, but with God the Devil and Bob, and so write the music for it. And he'd be like, mm, no, possibly. I yes, so. I know. I'm, I'm saying like, if and not necessarily just him. I mean, I sure maybe they were trying to make a Rocky Horror esque thing. I mean, you you have to think so based on it felt a it. whole lot yeah. like Rocky Horror. Like, like I said, the, the thing that is keeping this from being a mainstay of midnight movies is that the songs, a lot of them aren't very catchy, whereas 90 percent of the songs in Rocky Horror yeah. are super memorable. Like, there's only one or two that's like, ah, oh, yeah, that's in that. I kind of forgot about that. But this is, like, a couple catchy songs, and the rest of it is mostly forgettable. Yeah. But, like, everything else is so glorious to behold in all in all the ways that I... I mean, I was just sitting there with a giant... I was actually afraid my mouth was going to hurt. I was smiling <laughs> so much throughout most of this movie. So, yeah, five jocks. I, right. I've nice. been long-winded enough. I'm gonna go now, because I have some things to say. Go right ahead. Um... <laughs> I really like this for most of it. Um, there are, to touch on the songs real quick, there are three songs that I think are just stellar, and that's uh, Bim, um, Speed. I really, really liked the song about velocity um, and definitely not drugs. And uh, the Apple the Apple song, 
those were catchy as fuck. Mm-hmm. And I really would like to have those somewhere that I can just like have them on my phone. So at any t- point in time, I can just blam, hit those songs and, and go nuts. Um, there are a couple problems with this. One is that it, it just, for one, the the rest of the songs are, I hate to say throwaway, but they just don't have the pep or the pizzazz, or the catchiness. There's something miss- missing, and it's especially the love ballads are kind of bland and like not. It's like they're temp songs. Yeah, like just let's write a couple lyrics. We'll come back and fix this later. Oh wait, no, we have to release this movie. Right. Yeah. A large, a large number of the songs just repeated the same thing for the chorus, yeah. which is mm-hmm. lazy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but well, I mean, even the Bim song did that a lot, but it was well, if it's, it was fucking yeah, pumped was, up. Yeah, yeah. If it's catchy, it's, it, it it had some va va boom. Um, and another thing is it felt like it felt a little bit like like a knockoff of Rocky Horror. It didn't feel like an earnest attempt to homage or like an earnest thing. attempt in it, it, to its yeah, to a style. It felt like okay, let's let's try to do something as catchy as that and maybe it'll catch on and and people will like it. Um especially and I hate to say it the Apple song which I really like feels a whole lot like you mashed three or four Rocky Horror songs together and you know and then tweaked a little extra meatloaf in there and and ran it off to the to the tape. Um, so it just didn't this thing didn't hit to me and then the swerve at the end um <laughs> that's just a little too sloppy for me and I and I hate to like I hate to take you know take the piss out of this movie but it just didn't quite get there. Now, having said that, the way I felt about the first like 40 minutes of this movie was absolutely stellar and like i asked the question why is this not like once we had gotten through a couple songs i was like why is this not playing like rocky horror is where where is that cult love for this movie how did we miss this mm-hmm. you know especially in the fucking coked out 80s and i guess it's that we had such a huge backlash at that point against all things like 70s and disco-y that they just kind of like get this fuck out of here we don't want to hear it and and we kind of missed it, but it, maybe it is that it's a little too contemporary. Like the songs, most of the songs in Rocky Horror are kind of either rockabilly or like not in big band. I don't know what the right word is. Like singer style songs, like vocally powered, vocally powered songs, yeah. like you know, power ballads, power ballads, or you know, like things drag queens can belt out. You know, I mean, it's it's you know, I don't know what you call that theatrical, theatrical, theatrical songs, yeah. yeah. And these are these are theatrical songs but there's just a little they're they're just a little less punchy Mm -hmm. um so it it missed something having said again having said all that um i really enjoyed it and i really think it's strong and i think everybody needs to take a shitload of drugs and watch this movie um four jocks five jocks if you're on drugs (laughs) maybe 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 like spiraling jocks within jocks if you're on drugs wow Four jocks, absolutely solid. I reserve the right to revise that at any time. Okay. Especially if I watch this on drugs. <laughs> well, okay. I don't know what movie you guys were watching, but The Apple is uh, it is a train wreck of a movie. Absolutely. Um, start to finish, it doesn't make a lick of sense. Nope. There is a hint of a storyline that doesn't go anywhere it should. It's just like the movie decides, okay, enough of that. And then th- they break <laughs> yep. that and go to another thing. Um, 
So as far as like character motivation, world building, anything like that, this movie just cannot get that stuff right. Like you were saying, the songs, most of them are not very good. They don't stick with you. You're not humming them. You're not thinking them. Um, <laughs> except for that. Um, but, you know, I mean, they they feel like temp songs. Some of them are just like, ah, eh, we, we, we should have a song here. Like the whole thing when she was on drugs, uh, when she took the pill and was immediately just like, why am I in love with it? Like that seems so out of place. And I know musicals are supposed to have a song every four minutes, but... That song in particular seemed so forced and out of place that um, that that song really needed a punch up. Yeah, like, it, it's they like, needed a way to. She was just talking about what's happening and not there was no like get to the meat, get to the what is the theme of the song? Say, sing a thing, yeah. you know, get in there. There was no like, <laughs> no like, oh, yes, it feels like I've been drugged. Yeah. And now I want to hug. Or anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, it's a mess. This whole movie is just nonsense. It's it's a total nonsense mess. However. <laughs> however, however <laughs> every corner of this movie is fascinating to look at it just um the 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 set dressing and the 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 props and the the fashion and everything it is totally believable this universe it, it doesn't feel like they just snuck into some places in berlin and filmed some things hmm. they redressed every possible thing they could redress to make it look like 1994 I mean, character design and just the tone of this world and everything about it. They nailed that. And it's 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 baffling in the best way. It's it's one of those things you look at and you just go, none of this works. And yet I love every second of this movie, which is what I did. And I'm going to agree with Harlow. I'm going to give it five jocks. (laughs) (laughs) I was an emotional roller coaster. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I had to make it dramatic. That was like acrobatic yoga. <laughs> yeah, it was, you mean like fucking? It was like straight fucking. <laughs> it was a little bit like fucking. <laughs> so, let me put my inches of fire into you. <laughs> All right. I, I, I still like. I just cannot. I cannot comprehend the budget behind this movie. Like, I didn't it says look it up. Five on, million. That seems long. Like billions of dollars in set dressing yeah. in that movie. I mean, unless they just had hobos weaving was, costumes well, or it was something. Was nineteen eighty Berlin? So yeah, yeah, maybe. Was it like could East be. Berlin? <laughs> People could be, you know, yeah, aching it, for Reich Deutschmarks, not Reichsmarks. <laughs> no, <laughs> people are aching for Reichsmarks now, apparently. Yeah, um, but <laughs> yeah, 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 five million in Berlin, sure, maybe. <laughs> Maybe it goes a long way. Yeah. I don't know. It's man, it looked good though. Yeah, it did. Like the the transfer that we that we have is is really good. Yeah. Um, like there's a monorail it, in this, and yeah. they redress the, the monorail set. Yeah, you know how the fuck do you do that for five million dollars? <laughs> I don't know. These days, just getting the monorail, yeah, getting permission to shoot the monorail, well, it, would be five million dollars. And it, there was some scenes that if they weren't in an airport, they were in something that looked a lot like yeah. an airport, which yeah. they got permission to. Puts, shut down <laughs> shut well shut down and or like put some weird shit up in the background yeah, yeah. triangles everywhere yeah <laughs> as so, far whatever. as the eye can see it's probably just some weird like like they were building a new regional wing. yeah or, yeah. or yeah. S- something like hey, that. before you open but the wing can it. we shoot in here for yeah. a month yeah yeah but they got it they and that fucking that number in that airport was 
awesome. Yeah. And that's what saves the songs is the dancing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like what everyone is doing in the room during the songs that aren't very good is still worth watching because yep. like even the song that I called out for being terrible, the dancing in that is what made it because everyone's just snapping around and like yeah. in tune with the beat. And it's, ah. that's the good thing about this movie. If you get a chance, like if you, if you get bored, just look somewhere else, like look somewhere on the screen. There's going to be something fucking insane yeah. going on. Like, yeah literally insane like mm-hmm. you will yeah. your madness you should you be locked up cling insane. to your to your own sanity yes all right so weird we, ah. we have t- we could talk about the apple forever but we should let's we, do another we probably need to take a break and oh, do right. a second half fine man i am so close to making that a, like revising that to five jocks i don't know what to do with myself oh, wait, wait hold on tune into the second half no no, no, no wait wait no let's not go to break yet hold on bj i'm, I'm man i'm think about this because once we end this first half, that's it. I said I reserve the right to change it at any time. In the first half. So. <laughs> oh, okay. I can't change my mind later? Before here, we go to break. You're not BJ. the man of here, my BJ, mind. Just sign here. <laughs> Think about all the all right, things we said. All right, Mr. Boogalow. <laughs> Think about Snappy we, Apple. <laughs> we got to be ready by five o'clock. <laughs> Snappy Apple, Clappy Apple. Are you absolutely sure you want to give it four jocks? Man. Is that your final answer? <laughs> I don't know. And I know we're not supposed to compare things, no, right? No, no. But our LSD fevered nightmare dream mm-hmm. standard mm-hmm. is Xanadu. Right. right. And I feel like it does not have the completeness of Xanadu. Oh, I Xanadu. don't think this is as good as Xanadu. But like, and I don't, I don't, and I don't care. Right, I just don't feel like it's... It's still great. Like, I just don't feel like it's as complete. I don't know. There's something I can't... No, I still like Xanadu better. I'm just like, this is also awesome. I am... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think if I had said five jocks first, then I probably would have stuck with that, and I wouldn't feel bad about that. But I, uh-huh. I still don't know if I feel like it deserves five jocks. I, I'm. It's okay. Man. Okay, man. Go with your heart. It's all right. I'm just trying to work this out because I'm a little conflict. I'm a little conflicted inside. Sounds sounds like a four. So it sounds like I'm going to stay with a four. Okay, stay with a four. All right, all right. Stay and still reserve the right to. <laughs> Under influence of drugs, change my answer to Fine. Time. When you're high, let us know. I'll give you a call. Or right. might as well when you're not, because that's easier to... No, I can <laughs> I can dial a phone when I'm high. Don't okay, worry. Okay, fantastic. All right, let's take a break. Okay, second <laughs> half. Let's go. Second half time. <laughs> you got to keep up, Chuck. I know. I was winded. Yeah. <laughs> so we got some. I, I got some movies to talk about. Okay. Um, I saw one new movie and one older movie, but kind of new to me. So I'll explain in a minute. First, uh, the new new movie. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I took the lights out challenge. What? I watched the movie Lights Out with the lights out. Ooh. Wait, is that an actual Arambe. thing? Is that a no? I don't know. Oh, okay. I just fucking made that. <laughs> I didn't up. know if like watch the movie with your lights out and text your picture to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, look. Here's my picture right here. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no. All right. I, I watched the movie Lights Out based okay. on the short film Lights Out from a Push by Sapphire. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it was like about three or four years ago that short film was made for yeah. one of those like 
it was like a horror movie challenge yes. short thing. Anyway, yes. <clears throat> uh, so I was I was kind of I was really curious because like I believe this is the director's first feature movie. He's made several shorts, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of various notoriety. Um, so first off, the movie's PG thirteen, which you know I know some horror people are like fuck that. No, no way, absolutely not. Um, other people are like, I, I don't care, whatever, you know, it, it kind of makes it where it, it's something more you can show anybody, which is why I actually really, really like this movie. Um, we're, we're fans of like the 90 minute rule, like get what you need done and get the fuck out. This movie's an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, sweet. Even better. Um, it, it, it gets in, does some shit and gets the fuck out. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be spoilery, but I will say without spoilers, <laughs> The ending is is something that I really appreciate, and I don't think this is a spoiler. It does nothing to set up a bullshit sequel. Man, that's fine. It's it's just like here's the end of the movie. No more like oh maybe yeah. You know, if we if this makes money maybe yeah. you know I I kind of hate that. That's like a thing that can ruin first horror. You know the first part of a horror movie. I mean if they make a sequel, fine. Just find a way to make the fucking sequel. You don't have to like tease it at the end of the one before. Right. If you're gonna have a a funky ending at least make it interesting almost like out of nowhere like the original nightmare style like mm-hmm. that's almost like a shock ending not so much like a teasing for a next one yeah um it's like what is this shit yeah <laughs> um so like the most impressive thing about this is the use of light and dark i mean obviously with a movie like this uh, the, it's just the the contrast between uh, lighted scenes and, and dark scenes is just really fascinating mm-hmm. um yeah, it's just it's a it's a solid little movie. I mean, it 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 has good scares, but it's like it's the kind of thing that I would have eaten this movie up if I was a teenager. Like, you know, I could be like, oh, I can go see that, and it's actually good, and not you know playing down to me or whatever mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, this has got some legit good scares, like good atmospheric scares, not just like bleh, you know, thing jumps out at you, kind of scares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's rampant 30 vampires and 30 <laughs> vampires. Actual, actual, oh. actual vampires. <laughs> no, there are not. Uh, just, like, you know, there, there's good like build up kind of scares and and you know twists on that and 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 it's, and it's just it it plays really really well. It's not the kind of movie that's going to haunt you for days. Like I didn't like go to bed and have to leave the light on or any kind of bullshit like that. But I mean, I'm a grown ass man and I've seen a lot of <laughs> horror movies too. I've seen some shit. <laughs> I've seen some shit. Um, but yeah, I still find movies periodically messing with me, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, turn off the lights. And, oh fuck. Now I'm just thinking about that movie. Yep. And sure. This, this may have the capacity, you know, your mileage may vary kind of thing, but I just thought for a first time full length horror movie, especially one that's based on a short, damn fine like um teresa palmer is in it who was in like warm bodies and other movies but mm-hmm. she I, she i feel like she's like an under underutilized actress she's she's been good in the things that i've seen and i just don't recall seeing her very often it's it's like kind of one of those weird things where it's like you're you've been kind of like good to exceptionally good in things i've seen and i just don't see you very often um maria bellows in it too like oh. um and that's about the end of it is like people you'd recognize i did like that the uh the lady that's in the original short kind of has a small part in the movie mm-hmm. um which i you know like she came on and i was like is that and i had to look at him i was like yeah it is of course but yeah i think i think it's a solid little you know horror movie um in the vein of like the ring and the grudge you know it's like it's okay to make a pg-13 movie if you if you make it pretty good right and it, it's it's good 
What else you got? Um, okay, so the other one is uh, I, I would list it fairly high in one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, and I recently was like reading an article, kind of tearing apart, but it was like I have to see it now. I watched the like the director's cut, I guess you would call it, of that thing you do. Oh, okay. Um, so I was reading an article. I don't, I can't remember the source, so I apologize for if I bastardize anything they were saying about it. Um, because there's it's it's like a good thirty to forty minutes longer than the actual movie mm-hmm. cut of the movie. Um. And I've always said that that's just a, like, that's a damn fine movie. Like it's, again, damn fine. you know, it's Tom Hanks first time directing a movie movie. I think he might maybe done some TV or things like that up prior to it, but he like, probably did a Tales from the Crypt episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like that, that is just to me like a, like, like it's just a really tightly put together script mm-hmm. and, and directing and everything. Um, excellently cast and just all around, I think great movie. Uh, the director's cut is interesting, and if you're a fan of the movie, I'd say it's a thing you need to watch once. But man, it just breaks the fucking movie. It really does. Like beats don't happen when they're supposed to. Um, and I don't mean like, oh, why is this here now, and we should be here. I mean, it's like story progression beats just don't happen. Like it, it's like 45 minutes before like they take the stage at their first like show it's like it's like a really long time before it's like or actually about 45 minutes before they hear the song on the radio what are they doing it's like (laughs) it's a lot of fucking build-up like the like the playing the pizza parlor like i think there's a whole other night and song there's just like there's like more stuff with Charlize theron and like they're hanging out at like his like we could go to guy's apartment i mean you know like i said i'm kind of a nerd i've watched the movie a lot of times but like there's just like a whole bunch of lead up stuff. And it's like, by the time they hear the song on the radio, it's like, holy fuck, we are almost an hour into this movie. And they're just like make, you know, getting their big break. And mm-hmm. it's like, you've still got a lot of movie left. And <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's interesting because, you know, it's like all this other footage that you've never seen before, but man, like that, like there are some director's cuts that I think stand the test of time. And it's like, okay, we can erase the original, like Brazil, uh, Blade Runner, you know, mm-hmm. like these things, uh, aliens, you know, these things like you can pretty much do away with the theatrical version because this is better. Right. This is definitely not one of those. Like, okay. I would say if you're a fan, watch it. But like it just totally ruins the the beats of that movie. Hmm. Like it, and but kind of fascinating otherwise. And there's a there's a Blu-ray out now that has both cuts because I think when it first came on Blu-ray, it was like, no, you're getting this Tom right. Hanks director's cut and that's it. Oh, and, okay. And now there's oh, really? one that has like both. Okay. <laughs> huh. yeah. So like you, you, know, you can pick either or okay. the, the, the latest one that's out there. So good. Um, I just was like, I, I need to see this because like previous to that, I wasn't even aware that it existed. And like I said, it's 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 a curiosity. And then like, it's almost interesting to, to watch in knowing how well the original one plays. It'd be like if suddenly they were like, here's a director's cut of Back to the Future. And you're like, well, hold up. Like that movie's <laughs> beat, you know, if you're talking about like story beats, that's one of the most perfect movies ever made. Mm-hmm. And like, you're going to tell me like, there's something that's going to come along and fuck it up. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of how that felt felt to me. It's like, yeah, I would, I would watch a director's cut Back to the Future. Just don't ever fucking Replace take away it. the theatrical version because, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. screenwriting goes, it's like fucking perfect. Yeah. So... I feel that way about JFK. There's like this 45 minute oh, yeah. longer director's cut. And I love the theatrical cut of it. And I saw the director's cut and it was like, ah, 
okay, there's some scenes in that that are good, but the flow of it is just broken. Yeah. And then like that became the only thing that was out. And it's just like, no, that sucks. I, I need the yeah. actual version. Almost Famous is like that, too. There's yeah. a really long version yeah. of it. It's like, it just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if you want to do that, fine. Just make both available. Right. It's like, whatever. The choice is perfectly okay. Yeah. But don't just be like, nah, my original cut was better. It's yeah. Like, I know okay. that sounds weird, but I, I, I seriously, I would put that thing you do up with like just almost perfect screenplays, like just, you know, hitting the hitting the beats mm-hmm. at, at the right moments. Yeah. And man, it's just like that is such a charming movie. Just everyone in it is like doing what needs to be done. Like that's that's they're that's, doing that thing they do. Yeah, super quotable. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, that's that's it. That's what I watched. Okay. I got a couple of movies. Do but, tell. Okay. Um. So you know, last week we watched Ghost of Mars, mm-hmm. and uh, that did we? Mo- yeah, we did. And it kind of started life as something called Escape from Mars. Okay. Uh, because it was going to be life a on Mars. third. Uh, uh, Snake Plissken movie. So I was like, yeah, you know, maybe it's time to go back and, and watch the original Escape from New York. Mm-hmm. Fresh on Blu-ray. was like, all right, time to do that. I'd seen Escape from New York, I don't know, probably a dozen times, but it had been a while. Yep. Um, that movie is still great. That movie is still solid. That movie still holds up. It has a lot of stuff in it that's a lot of fun. A um, couple things. One is that I think I'm starting to realize that... As much as I hate to say it, one of John Carpenter's weakest weaknesses is transitions. Like we were kind of bitching about it in Ghost from Mars, mm-hmm. but there are some in Escape from New York that are odd too. Like just some getting from a scene to another scene, he will do I think he's just trying to do something. And sometimes it works and then sometimes it doesn't. And I remember this about the thing also is that there are a couple of moments where like a scene will freeze and then fade to black and then pop up somewhere else. And it it's early on in that movie, but it's it's awkward. It's something about it is a little jarring. And maybe that's what he's going for. But it just seems like in three movies of his I've seen recently, transitions are odd. Like he just has a weird time with it. And I don't know if he's just being experimental or if his editors are just like, I don't know, just f- freeze it and fade it out. I don't know. So, um so there's that, although the things in Ghost from Mars are almost inexcusable. Um, the other thing is that I I hate that I'm kind of becoming this weirdo, but the Blu-ray for Escape from New York might be too clean. I'm not okay. saying I want to watch this on VHS. I'm not saying I want to watch it on DVD, but there's something about the print and the clarity of it that just doesn't seem right. It's like this. You've just got shitty New York. Mm-hmm. And it's pristine. Yeah, but it's just, it's gorgeous. I mean, the the print is gorgeous and there's no like color tone to it. So it's not like it's got a sheen on it or something like that. It's just, it's so bright and super clear. It's just like, I don't know. This movie needs some grime. Just throw some dirt on that print and just rub it in there. (laughs) I'll still watch it on Blu-ray, but it just needs something. I don't know. That movie just, I don't know. But it needs that film grain filter. Yeah. I I think the thing that suffered the most to me about when you get the first DVD and now Blu-ray are the things that have like bad matting that yeah. just becomes even more apparent. Yeah. Um, like th- that's just like, that's when I like suddenly get like, Oh man, I just never noticed that on VHS or, or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, Oh, that wow. Like, yeah, like, like, like the first edition of, uh, of, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark on D- DVD when they didn't fix the glass with the yeah. snake. Yeah. And it was like, Oh shit, there's the reflection <laughs> of the glass from the Cobra that's right in his face. Right. And then like, the blu-ray they were like yeah we should probably fix yeah why don't we take that out (laughs) like we have technology now let's get rid of that yeah um i 
I will defend almost every early John Carpenter movie. Like if someone was was to say to us, you should, guys should watch that for the Bamcast, I'd be like, you shut your goddamn mouth. But I think Escape from New York might be a movie we could do. And I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying it seems to hit all of the notes that we would just love. I mean, it would just be a five jocks movie because it's it's hitting the shitty New York and, and all of the tropes that, that we enjoy. Isaac Hayes is fucking on point in that movie. Donald Pleasance is out of his mind in that movie. I love that we have a British president and no one explains that. Um, <laughs> it's just... Uh, there's so many good things about Escape mm-hmm. from New York. So... Then I was like, you know what? I oh, haven't no. seen Escape from New York no, or Escape from L.A. Oh, man. since I saw it in the theater mm-hmm. in 1996. And even though I left the theater with some really strong opinions about that movie that have stuck with me to this day, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I should check that movie out again and how'd, uh, how'd that work out give it you? another shot. That movie's bad. Yeah. <laughs> that movie <laughs> is not good nope that's the least surprising thing anyone said to me all year i i was holding out hope that i was wrong that it was just part of my like mid-90s i'm a film critic and i only like good movies and blah blah blah. no that movie okay the two main problems with that movie one is that it's almost beat for beat a remake from escape of escape from new york which if you watch them back to back is really fucking annoying um so it's not there's nothing original about it. It's just the same thing in a different city and not as good Two, every special effect in that movie is fucking atrocious. And there's so many of them. Yep. There's so many special. Eff- it's like they didn't know when to stop. I, I, I honestly like I mean, it'd be interesting to go back and make a list of like the the absolute funniest because they're so awful effects. But, you know, surfing the tsunami has to be way up on that list here's the thing that is not as of maybe the top five terrible special effects in that movie Uh that's not one of them really no it's stupid that's the one that sticks with me i mean that's that's you know well that's nuking the fridge before that was a thing it's really stupid and at one point everything about what's happening is so digital and blurry that i said if you suck the color out of this it's a sin city moment because it doesn't look like it's in any reality whatsoever like, it's just entire, like, everyone's just sitting in a room in a green screen, and they're just shaking water on them or something. It is the worst thing. But the motorcycle jump into the back of the truck mm-hmm. is terrible. Yeah. There are so many, like, matte shots where it's just, like, they no one is even close to any of these things. Like, it's... It is so misguided. And then you go to read like things that John Carpenter has said where he's like, I think this is 100 times better than Escape from New York. No one likes Escape from New York. They're gonna love this. And I'm like... Dude, <laughs> the movie's terrible. Your bad guy is not nearly as cool as Isaac Hayes, even though he's got a cool name, Cuervo Jones. I think that's an awesome bad guy name. It's a good name, sure. Um, but, like, I don't even accept the premise of that movie, which is earthquake fucked up Los Angeles, so they build a wall around it, and uh-huh. it's not a prison necessarily. It's become, like, this religious excuse to dump all the atheists and the sinners it's, it's not a prison. They're not putting criminals out there. It's just people who don't agree with the super duper religious president who's in place now. And I'm sorry, but if that were to happen, someone like a Hugh Hefner type or someone like that would build a fucking empire on this island and it would be the baddest ass place in the world. Everyone would want to go there. It would just be like a, a gigantic, you know hooker mall yeah this <laughs> pleasure palace yeah. yeah it wouldn't be bombed out rubble and all right. this shit and that's basically what they cop to they just decided let's 
let's wreck everything and make everybody punks and gangs and so i don't know pam greer's in it playing a transsexual which is just like not what you want <laughs> bruce campbell's in it for about seven seconds and is really good but they just get the hell away from there as soon as possible yeah i know there's a ton of people that show up in that movie and yeah it's generally all bad yeah it's i mean good people but bad doing bad things it's like buscemi's in there right oh yeah yeah, and yeah. peter fonda and all peter that. fonda yeah. it's there's a bunch of cool people in it, yeah. but it is just like you look at it and you go, man, this is. And you've got the music in Escape from New York, which is wall to wall. Awesome. Every bit of the soundtrack in Escape from New York is great. They remix the theme for the intro to Escape from L.A. And that's even better. And then the rest of the music doesn't sound anything like John Carpenter ever did. It's just regular ass orchestra. Yeah, bullshit. I, I barely I saw it once. Yeah. And I did yeah. Never again. I just. I was so hoping I was wrong, but man, Escape from L.A. is so disappointing. There's a dumb thing with basketball, and it's just uh, so bad. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you did that to yourself. I, I, I won't revisit that. Just like I've, I've never watched Crystal Skull again. I, I refuse. Oh, that movie doesn't exist. Fuck that movie. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there are things I know I don't ever need to see that again. It's no. not going to get better. No, I'm I'm confident t- enough in that to never uh, yes, watch it again. I know. I'm just, yeah. Like, Escape from New York, I was like, it's in HD. Oh, I no, have, I, know. I, I, I'm actually, I very much do to watch that again. It's been too long. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I'm, I never need to see LA again. Yeah. I don't need to see Crystal Skull. Like, there's, there's a list of things. There's like, no, once, once was more than enough. Yeah. So I will say Ghost of Mars is better than Escape from L.A. That's, as I recall, not very hard to do. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Uh, is that it? Did yeah, we... That's all I got. Okay. All I, right. I, I, don't, I don't have any. I, you know what? Fuck it. We, we, we don't have any uh, listener voicemail. I, I'm just going to do like very, very brief TV talk. Yeah, go ahead. Because it's, it's really like the the start of things I would like to suggest, but I've only seen the first episode one because that's all there exists. And the other one, I just haven't gotten to the second one yet. Okay, cool. Um, I, I just, I, I started, uh, Amazon brought back not Top Gear, not the Gear. Grand the Grand Tour. Oh, yeah, you're I'm right. in for this conversation. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's Let really me... it. I'm just, it, it's like a, it's a little PSA. If you didn't know, I mean, you know, I have no financial ties to this. I'm just saying like, if you're a fan of Top Gear, and you have access to Amazon Prime, you need to be on there watching this like yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, it it honestly, like, to me, it plays out, like, it, with all the right kind of hubris and comedy that it needs to for real-life events, but without going, like, hey, fuck you, or, eh, I'm sad, or, you know, it's just, it's kind of, like, jokingly, like, that happened, let's go on, here's a new but thing. But it's, it's a very, like, it's almost a very comedic British way of going about it like mm, yes this happened yeah <laughs> well the chuckle well, and, and, <laughs> moving and, on then and the intro is like kind of cathartic too I'm sure especially for them I mean even kind of as a fan it's like it feels a little bit cathartic because it's like you know I, whatever you just you should you should watch it I, I I think it's I think it's fantastic it looks phenomenal like I god know, the, oh man I don't know if you know they brought back all they, the, I don't know if they poached all the good they must cinematographers have. And, and sound guys and whatnot that they had on Top Gear. I believe but, they brought over the entire crew. Yeah, it I mean, looks it, like they took everybody that made Top Gear and all those people are making the Grand Tour. Yeah, it's just not being produced yeah. by BBC. Yeah, the, the, the only thing about it is, is like uh, uh, whatever, good good on Amazon, I guess, because you know it keeps you going and whatnot. You know, I feel like Netflix is more like you know, 
it's weird because I feel like Netflix is the thing that should be like trying to suck you in for longer than one month at a time. Because like uh-huh. if if you were like, I care about Arrested Development when it came out and I, I have to see season four, you could pay for one Netflix for one month and be like, all right, later, I don't care about anything else you have because yeah. it's all there or anything else, you know, like, oh, Stranger Things is supposed to be up from here's a month. Bye. Um, but Amazon, you know, you pay for Prime for a year. I don't do they even have a monthly plan? I don't think so. Yeah, you know. I don't know if they do. They do now. Oh, yeah. Do they now? Okay. Yeah. So I'm saying like it's it's weirder because like you have me for a year, you could just give me all the episodes at once. But no, they're they're doing like a rollout like it's a regular t- television show, and that may be because maybe they're not done with all of them yet. They may be actually like could be that producing them as they go kind of thing. Uh, I don't possibly, know. possibly. But whatever, it's it's good, and if you're a fan, you should check it out. I fired it up Friday during you know during work to kind of you know keep my keep my brain occupied while I was working through mindless tasks mm-hmm. and it finished and I was like ah oh, that was good that's like real ass top gear I'm super excited about this all right let me watch the next episode oh huh? Huh? where's the next oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just wailed I I, w- I would say the only thing that I I personally noticed that felt like it was lacking from original top gear is the BBC music library and the fact that they can use pretty much any song they want. Like I just kind of became used to the, like their, their film stuff when they're showing off cars, you know, I mean, whoever chose the music for top gear is a, a hero of mine because like they just pick some really good tracks to showcase songs. I mean, they had really good 90s electronica and obviously the person knew like mm-hmm. a lot about that. Cause I mean, there was some deep track, cuts in there sometimes where it's like oh shit you pulled this song out because i mean it was at the time five to ten years old and they don't get that now you know like they can still license a song i'm sure but i'm, I'm sure Amazon, that's probably not their highest priority and you know bbc is just like yeah we have a weird thing where you can use whatever fucking song you want because we're the bbc mm-hmm. you know <laughs> yeah, yeah the bbc license is ridiculous yeah it's like yeah beatles sure we got that you know <laughs> but amazon i mean amazon also has already established contacts with the music industry because yeah. of Amazon Music and sure I just don't you know I don't know I'm, I'm just not noticing the the library of songs that like they had on one episode here. sure one just episode just ease up um I keep forgetting it and that's this isn't it isn't a symbol of of the music choice it's just a symbol of my bad uh, my bad memory what's the song that they the theme song that they're using now I don't know if that's going to be the ongoing theme song or just how they wanted to open that episode but they they found a band that did uh, I Can See Clearly Now. I Can See, yeah. For the opening. Like I said, I don't know if that's going to be the ongoing theme song or if that was just like, this is how we're opening this show because yeah. of the intro thing. Yeah. That was, it, regardless, it was excellent. Yeah. I, I thought it was really good yeah, the, and fit really nice. It's weird. Like I, I, That intro was so, I, I'm trying to replay and figure yeah. out what the intro was, but like, yeah, I, I yeah, remembered the, what they, it was. They then. found, the, really good. I forgot the name of the band, but it's, it's this Irish band and it's like, it's like this weird eclectic. It's like, it's part like almost Joe Cockery soul, but like then some more like they have actual soul singers and yeah, it's, it's a very large band. Yeah. It's like a large band and and it's like, like a interesting fusion band from Ireland, I believe. Yeah. There's a, uh, there's a, there's a band here in town called the band be easy. Um, and it's kind of like that. They're like, they've got like, 25 musicians available at any time and sometimes they're all doing stuff um but yeah that was it was mm-hmm. really good i'm super excited for more yeah 
grand tour. Um, it's going to take me a while to to not have to pause before I before I say that. Sure, but helps if you just remember GT cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. Um, but it because it feels so much like Top Gear. Mm-hmm. It's got all the all the beats. There are a couple things that that I felt fell a little flat. Um, like the celebrity sort of thing. I didn't really feel like it worked <laughs> God, very well. I love that. That was like that was so good. What they kind of the first couple things were good about that, and then the rest kind of just eh, fell a little flat. Um, but it's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. It's it's gonna be good still, even even if they you know fuck up one segment every show, it's gonna be really good. Mm-hmm. So the the other thing again, uh, I think there are two episodes now, but I've only seen the first. Uh, if you have access to the National Geographic Channel, find and watch Mars. I believe that's just called Mars. It's just called Mars. Just look up in the sky and see Mars. Sure, you can. Um, if if you like space stuff, you you need to be watching this show. Like if space interests you, if you found yourself on the edge of your seat watching The Martian. Just real ass science stuff. If that is of interest to you, you should be watching this because it I is. I will find a way to watch it. it. It is. It is an interesting mix where it's half actual documentary, like talking to NASA people, talking to Elon Musk, talking to you know thing people uh, you know about going to Mars, showing footage of people talking about going to Mars, mm-hmm. showing Kennedy, showing Obama about we must go forward and all this, and then the other half is wholly produced drama set in the year i think 2030 or 2033 like the first man mission to mars hmm. where obviously you can't make a documentary about that because it hasn't happened correct um and <laughs> it's but like unlike all of those other things like when you say that when you say you're going to blend documentary and drama i generally think about bad recreations of you know and and now here it is, life in eighteen sixty three on the farm just before the Civil War, <laughs> right. and somebody's like, "I am acting, and I must go fight with the North because that's what I believe in." Like <laughs> it's just generally like bad acting and like not interesting. It's like you know, like the unsolved mysteries recreations of the events where you're not expecting anything out of it. It's like yeah, you could have just said these words, and my mind can do the rest. Th- this is like real ass, like edge of your seat, like. I wasn't breathing at moments, times of drama. Like it's fucking good. And it's produced by Ron Howard and Brian Glazer. So it's like, it's got money and talent behind it, uh-huh. but it is. You're fu- probably wondering how I ended up. Yeah. There. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of which, there isn't like they, they do. F- the only thing I, f- I saw that they kind of sort of managed to fail is they show you a, a, a part from later in the episode or not even in the first episode at the beginning which, you know, you're going to, like, know that you have to get there kind of mm-hmm. thing. And it's like, why'd you show that? Like, don't show that because you're kind of, you know, I know we have you're, you're going to show me how you get there. But I was like, don't start with that. Mm-hmm. But th- that's my only misstep so far is, like, I, I think the, the people they got are, like, all good actors that you don't recognize. So you can buy them as space people, you know, like these astronauts. Mm-hmm. That it, It's just good. Like, really good design on stuff. The spacesuits design is fucking awesome. Like, I hope future spacesuits look as cool as this. They're more or less Mass Effect, the video game spacesuits, but I don't care. They're badass, and, like, I love them. So I, I've only seen the first episode, but you've got to see it. Like, major science boner going on here. <laughs> so. Cool. 
anyway, watch it. Yeah, I'll watch it. So, again, like I said, it's not much TV talk because I just saw only the first episodes. But man, you you should be watching these. That's all I got. Okie dokie. So I ain't got shit. All right, cool. What you do know, however, is contact information. I do got that shit. BMFcast.com. Email us BMF at BMFcast.com. Call us 9105-JOCK-BMF, 9105569263. If you're on the website, look at the buttons on the right-hand side. Click them a bunch and do all the things. Um, And then don't forget my Christmas present, um, which you are going to give to me. That's the Christmas present for me, which is um, share us with your friends. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, grab their phones and subscribe them to (laughs) us. Yes. Whatever. Like some people are like, oh, I don't know how to subscribe to a podcast. That sounds interesting, but I don't know how to do it. Just take their phone and do it for them. Yeah. Um, or just if your just, friends are emo Phillips, then please grab their phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please do that emo anyway. <laughs> if your friends are emo Phillips, then introduce them to us. Yeah. Because um, that's Tell weird. Them we said hi. Hi. <laughs> um. <laughs> apparently, my voice of incompetence, emo Phillips. Um. But no, uh, sharing uh, sharing us with your friends helps us uh, helps us get out there and um, and get into other people's ears, which is a nice thing. We want to be we want to be out there more. So do that. Um, also, if you have some uh, some spare change lying around uh, this holiday season, I know not a lot of us do, but if but if you are one of those, uh, throw it at us at Patreon.com/slash/BMFcast. Uh, we are. Doing the Lord's work over here, if you if you will, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, totally, absolutely, Mr. Uh, Tops, keeping it alive. <laughs> is we proud of we us. are we are having a uh, special Black Friday and Cyber Monday uh, Patreon event, which is uh, the regular episode will be released on Friday, followed by a Patreon only slash free to all episode on Monday. Yeah, something like so that. So this which is, is our, very this is similar our... to our regular schedule, but. Right, but but, but it's, now it, but, but it, now they have black and cyber in front of them, and it makes them special. Yeah, coming this fall <laughs> from Bevcast Films, Black Cyber. Ooh, <laughs> you motherfuckers! <laughs> yeah, back mm-hmm. to, back to that one later. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, there's stuff there. You get freebies, and well, you pay for. Yeah, them. you know what you know what Patreon's <laughs> about. Yeah. We we've been talking about. Yeah, uh, about it enough. Uh-huh. Um, but if you got a couple spare ducats, throw them, throw them our way. We give you things in return, and then it will allow us to give you more things in return in the future. Yep. And we appreciate everyone who's there. Absolutely, and everyone who's considering it. You guys are the best. Make a good stocking stuffer. Sign up your parents. <laughs> Get your parents' credit card. Sign them up. <laughs> Put the receipt in their stocking. Yeah. Go to your parents' wallets. Grab all the green pieces of paper. Yep. And, and mail them mail to, them to, mail them to pa- uh, Patreon slash Patreon.com slash Yeah. And they'll just credit our account. Sure. Yeah, that, that, that works. <laughs> they'll, they'll totally just take an envelope of cash and credit to our account. That's how it works. Yeah. So this this Thanksgiving volunteer at a soupy sales kitchen. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Hey. Mean, hey. What? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> you mean next year? Because Thanksgiving will be over by the time right. this airs. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Eh. Anyway, let's get out of here, shall we? Okay. I'm Harlow. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamcast out. <laughs>